1: to Three DMs podcast. I'm Jake, joined as per usual by Paul and Helen. And Clint has decided to make it to two shows in a week. Oh, you make it <laughs> a new record. If you if you get to three, you're going to get a gold star, buddy. I was going to say it'll be a turkey. Oh, oh I was say, hat <laughs> trick. Um, so we got one last class to talk about. One last semi official class to that talk we were about. supposed
0: to talk about last week, but we uh, got carried on.
1: Psionics. Um, <laughs> the swear jar is off screen. We've – It's back here. We feel we feel really – No
2: F-bombs that. today. I know. I've used up our allotment
1: for the next month. So, <laughs> psionics. Uh, so, guys, <laughs> let's talk about Artificer. But before we talk about Artificer, let's uh, thank Podcast Detroit for giving us a wonderful and beautiful place to record our show, Podcast Detroit. You ever want to start your own radio show? Well, it's as easy as you think it is. Yeah. Um, it's easier than you think it is. Yeah, actually. yeah, correct. That's so really much great. easier. So yeah. much easier. Not as stressful as you probably. It's think. only like a half hour prep. All right, time I've, I've botched. I've botched the ad sale. Okay, so guys, just go to Podcast Detroit if you're in the Southeast Michigan area. <laughs> Don't start forget your own show. It's watch awesome.
0: Terror Comics and Games too, which have, has done a lot
1: to support us. Yes. Um. Hopefully, we'll get Ethan on the show here soon. But that would be awesome, guys. With let's that, dive into Artificer. Yeah. yeah let's, let's just let's just go
2: ahead. Let's dive. not waste any
0: time. Artificer is um. I actually can't remember if it was in 2nd edition, but I know for a fact it was in 3rd edition. It was broken, broken, broken in 3rd edition because it turns out that being able to create magic items easier in a game which focuses entirely around magic in 3rd edition, uh, is it it's, a kind, of, it's a kind of a recipe for disaster.
2: What could possibly go wrong?
0: Uh, it was <laughs> – generally the narrator's
1: speaking, right, and here's exactly <laughs> what went wrong.
0: That Generally speaking, the estimate of the artificer is that uh, in a straight-up dungeon crawl, the artificer was – Tier three, but it was all just below wizard, cleric, druid, erudite, and uh, the other prepared spellcasters when it came to out of combat stuff. Because you could just make magic items. Yeah, easily.
1: I do. I do remember playing in a couple of three, five campaigns where uh, everything eventually boiled down to uh, the wizard getting to a certain level, and it's just like, all right, so when do you want to start making a bunch of magical items for your friends? Yeah, <laughs> I don't make sure
0: a was how, how magical are we talking? Uh, lots of magical items. We're talking like, like, uh... like
3: a plus one sword of smiting. Or... Ah, ha, ha. Funny joke. Uh,
0: we're talking like plus five weapons.
3: Duh.
1: We're talking like I have just made the keys to the kingdom. Yes. They're very sharp.
0: Hold on. Let me just make a uh, yeah, a cloak of invisibility cool. for the rogue because that sounds uh, that sounds yeah, balanced. Again, what could possibly go or wrong? Even better. <laughs> I'm just going to put all of my spells and wands and never prepare any spells again because I'm carrying 50 wands instead.
1: Yeah. Artificer showed back up in fourth edition. Um, reared its. Interesting head. It's got a very interesting head, and uh, lots of gadgets. Yeah, lots of gadgets. Uh, but fourth like edition. R2-T2 fourth R2-T2 fourth R2-T2. edition is you know is that is that weird edition that we've all kind of grown to love now that we're not having to use it anymore. <laughs> so, uh, but it's now it's kind of like a
0: math test. To yeah, be honest. but
1: now but now it's we're on
3: Latin.
1: yeah. But now we are on fifth edition artificer. So. Let's let's get to the the bad stuff let's, first. No, let's, nah, let's do the breakdown from the top. So they All got right. D8 hit dice, light armor, light and medium armor proficiencies, which is surprising.
0: Neat. They've got simple weapons, uh, and they can also use thief steal proficiencies yeah. and two other tools of their choice. And this is important, and I'll t- tell you why in a moment. Uh, they have uh, proficiency in a couple skills and their saves are Constitution, Intelligence, which is
1: eh, they don't have Perception, neat.
0: so it's kind of mediocre. At best. And they
1: get a decent selection of skills yeah. from the top three and. Uh, some pretty useful ones in there. Um, no perception though. So that's the only downside there. But kinda uh, sleight of hand, kind of useful. Um, having history and investigation are things that always just kind of come in handy but are never dire Never a well, dire need.
2: Well, as we've also as we've said before, with investigation checks, that that's kind of up to the DM because I've noticed that Jake in the game that I play with him has started to use investigation checks a little bit more versus using perception checks all the time. Yeah, it's probably why they split it up
0: and do investigate and perception
2: <laughs> with that intent, and yeah. then it's still the most rolled
1: skill At, in the game. But
0: let us, it's the most rolled skill in any game. Let's focus if they on have a perception the, hey, skill. Yes. You should focus
1: on it. Artificers, oh, yeah. artificers, feeling lonely in the corner where we've <laughs> left it. So. Um, you so you
0: saying, choose an archetype right? at level one, and you choose to either be an alchemist or a gunsmith, basically.
1: Which is
3: neat. Uh, it's interesting.
0: Um, Wait,
3: so alchemist as in, like, full metal
1: alchemist? Um, more like throwing bombs.
3: So The mad bomb or what bombs in the flame alchemist or Kimberly. No,
1: no, it's just more like I make a bunch of potions and jars, and they do different things, <gasps> and I throw out my fat sack of... Uh, mason bell jars and just you know uh,
3: ha!
0: it's it's the better of the two archetypes <laughs> yeah. but that doesn't make it particularly good I guess it's kind of uh, admittedly you have no limit on how often you can do it but it's just kind of mediocre at what it does and then the other one was a
3: gunslinger?
0: Uh, it's a gunsmith the gun does excellent damage at low levels so level 1 to 5 you're putting out 2d6 damage per shot uh, but the problem is you never get an extra attack oh no. you need to turn yeah. your back around we can't, we can't really huh. let's, t- let's take a step back so you do 2 d 6 damage there's a whole bunch of cool special abilities you can do with it but the problem is you never get an additional attack and at the end of the day you're playing a fighting class uh, with d8 hit dice and simple weapon proficiencies
1: so let's uh, let's break it down from from the top now y'all so uh, after you pick your uh, you know your subclass you're either you're making guns or you're making sweet sweet potions that go boom. Um, you get what I think is a really interesting uh, ability at second level, which is tool expertise.
0: Yes, which makes um you better than the rogue at rogue things because you're likely to have higher intelligence.
1: Yeah. So your proficiency bonus is doubled for any ability checks that uh, you make using tool proficiencies. So you basically get expertise okay. on tools.
0: Notably, it is only tool proficiencies you obtained with this class. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, you can still, still get it's
0: Thieves' Tools, which is by far and away the most useful. You tools get tools. Thieves'
1: Tools and you get two others. <coughs> yeah. So you are both really good at breaking into things, apparently. And if you want, you can make the best damn beer ever because you have brewer's tools. Craft and a craft brew kit? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you open up microbreweries all over Waterdeep and you just dominate the market. That sounds like my go next golly, character yeah. is
2: going to be an artificer. Double proficiency.
0: Uh, but the thing, of course, is that this is excellent. But it, it doesn't have the other stuff Rogue does. And I'm very hard on this class because I feel like as much as I malign third edition and I'm not a fan of third edition, don't get me wrong, this class only ever gets to make four magic items ever.
1: Okay. So like let's dive into that though. Sparse. So Wondrous Invention. Um, at second level, this is, again, neat. You get you gain the ability, so just to power read this to you really fast. At second level, you gain the use of a magic item that you have crafted. Choose the item from the list of second level items below. Crafting an item is a difficult task. When you gain a magic item from this feature, it reflects long hours of study, tinkering, yada 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 yada. yada, yada, yada. I think you get the idea at this point. Um you complete another item at certain levels, so fifth, tenth, fifteenth, and twenty level. The item you choose must be on the list for your current artificer level or a lower level. And these are all items out of the DMG. So you get a pretty impressive list it's, of stuff to yeah. make. Um, a lot of very useful things, like I'm seeing bags holding. I'm seeing like a bag of the holding bag of holding is
0: by far and away the most useful. Piece. Yeah, level two. I mean, carrying stuff is the biggest challenge for sending stones.
1: stones.
3: Moot is your main quest generally. Yeah, Yeah,
1: yeah. sending stones is useful. A um, bunch of other stuff, which is you know, it doesn't.
0: God, don't. I just, uh, um, <laughs> I mean, I, I understand why they did it because, ooh, hold on, I'm just going to take a week off and crap out five thousand plus one swords. But at the same time, what's the point of the artificer if the only time you can create an, an item is at a specific level and never before, and never
1: after, really? So, um, with, well, you gotta you gotta find a. You know, a fine balance because as we talked about in older editions, artificers could just literally arm an army with the most ridiculous stuff. Yeah.
0: I feel like again though, there's, they've sort of overshot their goal. But that being said, personally, I think their most interesting feature is at sixth level, they get the ability to make a construct which is equivalent of a second – a 2CR two, two monster which yeah. obeys their orders. And this is really good. And it's probably the only thing I think that really redeems this class overall. Well,
1: and also too, they do
3: mount or like a sort of hidden, like unseen servant. Why
0: bother that? Why not just make an ogre?
1: They also how
3: smart can you make it? Can't you just make yourself like a little servant? You know,
0: you could, but you shouldn't because you can go up to CR two. Yeah, exactly.
3: They also they
1: also do get spell slots per level. They do, Um, but the
0: thing is, their spell casting is so pathetic.
1: Yeah, it's it's not that great. Um,
0: You have to wait until thirteenth
1: level to get haste. So, yeah. um, So we can talk – there's a bunch of different – so with the alchemist subclass, there is a bunch of different alchemies you can make and yes. f- basically throw every round. Again, I I love just the idea of like the artificer with a messenger bag and you're just reaching into your sack and just pulling out random jars to throw at people. Um, It's definitely the most
0: useful of the two archetypes available and I think it's a perfectly balanced archetype. I just don't think it's particularly notable.
1: Yeah. Um, Again, though, you,
0: um, I believe you get unlimited uses of your bombs. Yeah. So right. notably, on there is healing. Unlimited healing is pretty strong. It turns uh, out. Okay, unlimited yeah, healing. It,
1: uh, well, hang on. Okay. Let's let's take a double check at that. It's admittedly
0: been a while since I looked at the class. Yeah. Bear with us. <laughs> yeah, give us a moment. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, so it's yeah, no. I mean, it's just pretty much how you throw. Um, it depends really on uh, you because you have your satchel. You have your alchemist satchel that you get at level one. Yeah. Your sweet little messenger bag. And you pull out the exact right materials what you need to make the alchemical alchemical, alchemical. formula. Thank you. Alchemic. I, uh, um,
0: I guess I should say that um I do like this class. I just think it's on the very low end of the power scale in fifth edition. So, uh,
2: guys, we do
1: have a comment here from Nick Dean, which I was about to hop to. So let's hop to gunsmith really quick, because when I first saw this, I was like, OK, this is actually a respectable way to get guns into a lower fantasy setting is by literally having a class who it's just like, I make a gun. Yeah, one um, gun is the only <laughs> gun I, I, I make. Ever. one gun.
3: Uh, look up like fancy inlay.
1: So, yes, and, like, uh, in response to what you said earlier, Paul, uh, about not getting oh, more oh. attacks, but they do gain more damage dice as they go up, which still they is do. not, as effective, it's not as, as effective as another attack. Getting more attacks.
0: Oops, I'm, I don't have an extra attack, and I'm using. Um, I'm a spellcaster, so holy, let me use my plus one dex modifier. Oops, I missed. That's all I get to do this round.
3: Yeah. Can't you
0: pistol whip?
3: No. What?
1: Well, I would allow a pistol.
0: I mean, you can certainly, like, punch people, but it's not an extra attack, so it's either that or shooting.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. Admittedly, it is a lot of damage when it hits. Oh, yeah. And it's got a ton of abilities. But the thing is that by this point, by the t- point you get to that level, the barbarian is hitting for, like, 30 damage almost all the time. Yeah. And the fighter is making, like, six or seven attacks total with haste.
1: Yeah. So, like, uh, with thunder <laughs> – what is it? What's it called here? Uh, Yeah. The thunder cannon. No, the uh... – what is it? It's the Thundermonger ability. Um, at 11th level, you are adding like 5d6 thunder damage to every shot, which it's using 2d6. So it's basically a ranged greatsword from hell.
3: Uh,
1: I'm sorry, 5d6? Yeah, 5d6. That's so 5d6 added
2: on top 0, of the damage that the 2D6, bullet would do. But at the same time, a Fireball does
0: more than that at this yeah. level. And AOE. <laughs> and cool. and, and Fireball not even a very good spell. It is
1: 11th level. It's, it's one of those things where... You know, an, a really effective gunsmith artificer can be made. You just have to build him a certain way, him or her.
0: It definitely is a use. Don't get me wrong. This is not like the true namer of fifth edition, where the class yeah. gets mechanically worse at what it does as time goes on. Mm-hmm. But that's a fun story, by the way. We'll sh- we'll say that for another time. But the artificers got worse. Not there's for the, the true namer got worse at doing their job. The
1: higher level they got, yeah. Fun story. Um. So let's. Finish up about Artificer here because you know we could go over the spell list. Spell list isn't it's mediocre, you don't get a lot of
0: spells, and Um, you get it so slowly that it's kind of frustrating. And this is somebody who hates like wizards being super strong and clerics being super strong. Is this spell list could really use somebody to just like hey, little guy, you need this because you're a you're a you want to be a fighter with d8 hit dice and medium armor, so best of luck,
1: yeah. So I don't – like as far as being a strong, if we're going to throw air quotations up there, uh, strong class, uh, it's definitely not like going to be game-ending or potentially world-breaking. However, Artificer is one of my favorite classes to throw on an NPC. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're definitely a lot of fun to play as like either an odd villain or – um, a random person that the party encounters. Yeah,
2: like
0: a, like who a, can do
1: yeah. a bag of tricks NPC, if you will. Yeah, who can just do a bunch of unique, cool little things. Um, also the thunder can is probably a lot
0: scarier when you're facing it down on a villain. I got to tell you.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, also too, it's this class is again, it's one of those things. If like the player really, really enjoys playing it, then that's fine. If they're super happy with their choices an artificer, that's cool. There is a bunch of great out of combat utility that it holds. That is. Bag of holding. Fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know um, how many uses you can get up with a bag of holding?
0: I made a a a crate of holding that doesn't even reduce the weight of the items, and people have still found a way to abuse it. Yeah. Uh on that note, Helen, you said something about fancy and laid guns, which I'm afraid you kind of got talked over there. Oh
3: yeah, sorry. I just got really excited. Uh but a lot of uh the sort of Indian army Persian guns, uh, you know, around the sixteenth, seventeenth century when smaller pistols with one or two shots were getting more popular and safe. Uh they would be fancy. Look yeah. that up. Inlaid pistols. And you know, the uh, like, like, jewels. Jade
2: was nice. Agate was nice. Really cool fluff
3: material oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. basically.
0: Yeah. The, yeah go nuts the, with your What's they called? The Tanishima from the Japanese where they yeah, yeah. made fantastic finlocks. Fun fact by the way, the Japanese made more accurate finlocks than anyone else ever did. So.
2: <laughs> so it's
0: the only thing they did uh, as far as guns go but
2: so they if, did it well. If I can throw my two cents in here about artificer. I know I, sure. I, I started to talk about it a little bit outside and – I mean, mechanics aside, we've already gone over the mechanics. We've already talked about the spell list briefly, you know, that sort of thing. Here's, here's where I find that the inclusion of artificer in five, E finds its strength. Even at 20th level, by that time, one artificer has created five magic items. This justifiably speaking, gives it reason why there is not much of a magic item economy, because it doesn't make sense. As we've said, why would a shop owner have a sword that's worth the kingdom in his
0: in his? Hold on, let me just sell this for more than this entire block. Exactly, somebody dropped it
1: off in my shop. Yeah, you could just Don't walk in. You,
2: you could walk in. It's hold worth it. about twenty dollars, said the pawn stars guy. <laughs> yeah, right. It, you could hold up a sword walk up to the king and be like i own this now because this sword is worth more than you have yeah Do you Whereas, there's somebody worth
0: that's willing to buy it and the only people who are willing to buy it are adventurers to speak in defense right. of the economy like why is a king going to buy a plus 3 sword and they can buy 500 masterwork swords for their army instead but where quantity has a quality all of its own
2: where this class i think has a lot of strength in 5e is it it gives magic items in 5e a a sense if you will of it rare rare yeah it it creates the value to where you know hey i can't buy these things they're rare to find because one person can only make 5 of them and because people generally won't play with artificers in their party it gives them a sense of there aren't many people like this in the world to begin with oh. i should
0: note that they don't they don't include any like plus 1 magic swords or anything here which does solve the problem that fourth edition had of oh i'm just going to give up a point of constitution to create a plus 1 longsword yeah, I'm like why? Um, How does that even work?
3: Uh, it's putting blood in your sword. Yeah, pretty much.
1: It's like the put your no, life it's like force the, into it. Yeah, okay. it's the sword forging scene from the beginning of uh, Conan the Barbarian. Uh, yeah, yeah, it Except also it not putting it in snow or blood because those <laughs> things would break a sword. But we're not going to talk about that.
2: It also puts into perspective certain magic items. Like I know. I know for a fact I've played with multiple people that have gotten a hold of a hat of disguise and they're just like, yeah, it's cool. I can change my appearance, but it takes an artificer being able to get to fifteenth level to make that thing.
0: Mm-hmm. That does seem a bit um wrong, I guess. Like the hat of disguise is basically just disguise self on a stick or in a hat in this case, yeah, a pointy hat. Ah, uh, well, fabulous that, purple. Hat. The thing is, of course, is that most magic items, no matter how useless they seem, have some use that you're probably just not seeing yet. Uh, the decanter of endless water is one of those things that seems useless until you flood your first dungeon with it.
1: <laughs> or you uh, jump inside the Tarasque's open mouth and then just leave the decanter open and then say something very snazzy as you put your sunglasses back on and jump out of the Tarrasque.
3: Or even, uh, shout Careful, out to don't the... drink
0: too much. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> or shout out to the Drunks and Dragons Real Play 5e podcast where uh, Steve, the gore-forged Nolam, has a decanter of endless water in his throat and he's like this hideous... Frankenstein of many things, and he's like, Do you want some water? Or, like, you know, blastoise it and
0: just like. Well, the thing is, it's still horrifying to gaze upon. So, final thoughts on the Artificer.
1: Artificer is really cool. It's, um, as far as multi class potential, it actually has some. Um, Like, you're not going to make a fighter better by. Putting artificer, but you can make a really interesting character with like a fighter artificer mix.
0: Yeah, my, my question, of course, is um, does the thunder cannon is the thunder ca- is the thunder cannon a ranged weapon? Because yes, if so, the yes. one level in artificer may be worth it for a fighter just to get the two d the great sword ranged weapon.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, and even then uh, add a couple add a couple of levels for, uh, you know, a couple of other things, or even adding alchemist. Like I could also see uh rogue artificer being a really nasty combo in terms of just being able to mess your game up outside yeah. of combat. I mean, still, does still ex- hold a lot of combat effectiveness. Does the double expertise apply? Like you get expertise from that's, rogues and you get an expertise from That is from actually – that is a good question for the sage advice column because uh, yeah, if you get on. super advi- – Let get me just get my s-
0: plus 15 to rogues tools in a <laughs> setting which <laughs> – What yeah, level that's are –
1: TN15 is tough. tough? That not- what, what level? Yeah. No, good. Yeah, no, that'd be that'd be actually hilarious. Like what level are you? Level two. Um, all right. So you're gonna try to pick open the safe to the uh to the king's, you know, like Treasury or Treasury. Whatever. Yeah, oh, let me just pull up my plus ten on, on Thieves me, Tools. It'd be higher than that almost. Well the thing is of course at level
0: two your provisions only only plus two, so you get plus two, plus two, plus two, and then your four yeah. decks. Is yeah, and then 10. your four decks. Yeah. No, because it's just still because, yeah. like what, the toughest locks are TN twenty two or something?
2: Yeah. You just you roll a 12 or higher. Yeah, which is – that's pretty
0: common, I got to <laughs> tell you. Yeah, which is dumb. That's like what, 40% or something? Yeah. 40% of the time you succeed every time?
1: Yeah. No, so artifice <laughs> 40% are, is,
2: of the time it works, works every time. So yeah. No, Artificer – th- I think we can uh, definitively say that uh, Homeboy and Anchorman played in D&D. Yeah. The only type of person that would say 60% of the time it works every time is somebody that would understand that. Yeah.
0: Well, that's again – my my pessimistic thinking here is that it's obviously not how it was intended to work. And the unarsened can of stuff is never intended to be multi-classed, but it's a fun thought experiment.
1: Yeah. Um and it also holds a lot of great value as an NPC.
2: Yeah, of course. Why not? And it's
3: um, a useful a useful show pony.
2: Yeah. My my last statement on Artificer, uh, as far as like player character, I don't think that I would enjoy playing an Artificer personally. However, having having this class be a part of the game. Helps me as a rookie slash amateur world builder make sense of magic items in my campaign settings. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, what about you, Helen? Any thoughts on the artificers? Artificer. Yeah, they add a, they
3: add a lot of character to the world building and sort of explain, like Clint said, you know, why is this so scarce and the economy. Uh, I'd also like to, you know, say that, you know, they're very useful and very fun NPCs. And again, I think that, again, have yeah. only creating four items ever is kind of. Five. Five. Okay, beg your pardon. Yeah. Two, five, that's 15, yeah. 20.
0: Yeah. I mean, I suppose at the end of it, I I really want to like the Artificer, and I do. I just don't think it's really something I would enjoy playing or that most players enjoy playing because it seems yeah, very no. – um, Slow.
1: So Paul on weaker the Weaker than other options. So on the Artificer, Paul, you are it's not you, it's me. Yes. As you walk away into the sunset. <laughs> it's uh, play me, Paul. Please just play me.
0: <laughs> no. You watch. I'm going to play an Artificer in your game and I'm going to rock it. Yeah, you would. Uh, so, Again though, it just seems like there are better options. Like everything it does, another class does better. It kind of feels like it's spread all over the place and not like the bard where it's like spread out like one of your – paint me like one of your French girls and it's doing like four or five different things well. It feels like it's trying to do like 15 things it's mediocrely. like a stressed out octopus. Yeah. Yeah. It's got its tentacles and too many pies. All right, guys. But that is – We've said enough on that. That is
1: all the time and the love artificer is going to get in the day. Sorry. So – Really quick, before we move on, um, I'd like to thank everybody who's tuned in right now. Uh, we got a pretty healthy viewership. Oh, if you're yeah. enjoying what you're watching, uh, please give us a like and share here on Facebook. Uh, we're trying to grow. We're trying to do more things. And so every like and share and little bit of love you can throw our way really helps. Also, please comment and contribute because we do love reading your comments and actually having a live discourse with everybody who's tuning in. Yeah. So. Our show is also available on SoundCloud under 3DM's
2: podcast, or just look up 3DM SoundCloud. Um, so not live, just, I'm afraid. But, yeah, no, yeah. it's not live. But uh, if, if you, you want to just if you like want that. to go back, or you're not able to make the live stream, but you still want to tune in and listen to what we have to say about uh, this fantastic hobby, uh, tune in, listen to that, and then you want if you still want to put your two cents in, send us a message. We're I'm pretty sure we have a 100% response rate at this point. We we are always
0: – 96%. We missed one message. I'm we're always – oh, oh.
3: We're we are always
2: out. up and open to engage with our fan base.
3: Yeah also have a fully functional
2: actual website as of probably later this weekend slash whenever I finish my term paper. <laughs> Finals week, guys.
3: Yeah. Oh, boy.
1: But yeah, long story short. We'll, we'll talk about that later in the episode. But yeah, we got a bunch of big stuff coming. But again, uh, likes, shares, if you're enjoying the content, uh, just show some love because we love you and we don't even know what you look like. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Ken so. points out, uh, it's the- boy, he's been listening to quite a few shows. Uh, I miss the rune arm they had, which is that anything like the Canada arm?
1: Hmm. Rune arm. I I never played third. I admit
0: I never played uh, Artificer in a third edition. Admittedly, most of my third edition experiences is a game master. So um, I'm gonna have to get it back to you on back to you on that. Kent. We'll you.
3: Uh, I hope it's like
0: a handed arm. I think it's like um. My suspicion from just hearing is that it's some sort of magical storage ability on one arm or something. But I'm sure somebody's gonna correct me in oh, the comments. Yes, like I'm. An inspector gadget. I didn't have the ability to buy every book when I was 14, I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> so I, I just didn't mow enough lawns. Book, uh, whenever like your dad bought it, it cost $8.97. Which is probably worth more then. Yeah, right?
0: <laughs> uh, in, in any case, <laughs> we're, we're kind on. of stalling. Moving on.
1: So guys, we've talked about everything under the sun, official and unofficial as far as classes, without touching the D&D wiki.
2: Yeah.
1: So, sorry
0: to the people who work the D&D wiki, but... Um, the you guys
2: are—you guys are doing something that's really, really cool, and I like the idea. You're of doing it. the Lord's work, but you're also <laughs>
0: allowing anybody who wants to post it so you you're will get some sin. some things that should not be posted. But, <laughs> like but the, uh, the, so the ability to much, be a demigod yeah. as a first level class, like and
2: then, and Kent just posted the link for the D and D Wiki. Oh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> also, oh no. Yeah.
1: We're, we're sorry, it's Ken. the rune. We're sorry. Wait, wait it's the
2: Please rune, don't quit it's us. The, it's the rune arm gif. I'm pulling it up. I we need to look. Yeah, oh, there. That's actually that is pretty cool. That looks really, really. cool. It's like a
0: cyborg arm. Um, and D and D, which is admittedly out of tone, but whatever. Okay. So we talked about classes. We talked we about talked every about class the sun in the player's handbook and in Xanathar's. And I don't think we talked about the. The Clerk of Death in the Dungeon Masters Guide? No, we haven't that, talked about the Dungeon no. Master
1: Guide stuff, but that's just more like straight evil. But
2: yeah. I, I believe that the uh No, because those are the those next, are just subclasses. But Well the next question to ask, even though we've talked about everything under the sun, unofficial and official, is what's missing?
0: The biggest part, in my opinion, of role playing games what? is first of all the people you're playing with, because it's like a road trip. Yeah. But secondly, it's um homebrew. And this is a contentious topic for some people, but I think what people make is often more important than what they was originally created. Because at the end of the day, you're not playing a video game where you have to strictly abide by the rules of the game. The, the game master slash the dungeon master can just say, no, it's not cool. We're going to work with this instead. Mm-hmm. And people have spent a lot of time and I've spent a lot of time building things. But we should ask, what classes would we really like to see officially ported to D&D? We Fifth have edition, our two
1: answers. Saying. We have our two answers here for this show.
2: We would love to hear your answers as well, but we're going to give our By all
0: well, I means. Please comment
1: on them. Yes, please. So, Paul. Tell me why we need Warlord. Tell ooh. us about the Warlord. The, the Warlord ooh, is my ooh, favorite ooh.
0: class that's ever been produced in Dungeons and Dragons. That saying something has only appeared in one edition. I've played every edition of D D with at least a two month to five month campaign. The Warlord in 4th edition, is the leader archetype. That is to say, healer slash support slash, well... General, kind of. yeah, Yeah, to order people around in such a way that they know what to do. The warlord is a healer that does not use magic. That's a very simplistic way to put it, because the Warlord does many other things, and his healing is kind of mediocre. Because instead of like, I'm going to use the power of Pilar to glue your arm back and then say, "Stop being such a wuss and get back in there. It's fine."
2: Yeah. See Stop when you on. when when somebody said, I can't remember if it was you or Jake that said that before the show. I just like immediately when they said that, I imagined Terry Crews just <laughs> screaming at me.
0: That's, that's a good example of um, a commanding presence. Yeah, and warlord. that's
2: a that's a horrifying thought. Like if I got punched in the face and then like Terry Crews caught me and then like snatched me out
1: by my collar was like, get back in there. i like, I'm doing it. You would I'm, walk I'm, off. You had a I'm ally. doing it. Now, Herm <laughs> Edwards. Herm Edwards comes to mind as a yeah. human being who could shout me back <laughs> in any situation. <laughs> no, I'm so, a,
3: devil's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so
1: the warlord has a lot of abilities that affect
0: allies because they're commanding allies instead of using magic to – enhance the power of their allies, they're saying, no, you do this here now. You do it right now. I don't care how tired you are. Go do that. Use so they force. can force other people. Not, I shouldn't no, say not force, because right. presumably your allies want you to give them an extra attack. You can make your allies attack other people. And the, the joke, of course, goes that a barbarian can hit you with their axe, but a warlord hits you with the barbarian. Like yeah. That's what they do. And it's fun, because it's a non-magical support class, which is something that I think d D&D d needs. d d is a very um, high magic Sort of setting, but that doesn't mean necessarily that a tactical genius needs to just be a battle master fighter.
1: Yeah, so there. I mean, it has been there. There are like bits and pieces of the kit that have been ported into the game, yeah, Like into, bards
0: and various into various subclasses. Like
1: uh, oath of the crown paladins have a couple of warlordy features, but it's still it's needs, just not enough. No, it's right. not enough.
0: There isn't. The I need the man at arms from Darkest Dungeon to tell me to man up. <laughs>
2: um.
3: Dylan says Warlord is the controlling
2: spouse of the party. <laughs> 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 Love it. Yeah. Um, we, also did, we also did get a comment that we might want to address after, we have, after we've given our answers. Um, Gary says that he would like to see gunslingers.
0: Hold that thought and tune in because I'm going to answer that in a moment after we finish up with the Warlord. Because <laughs> yeah. I want to leave one thought
2: hanging. We, right. will, we will cover that one.
1: So
0: I know 4th edition was contentious and there's there's a good reason for it to be contentious. But Warlord is an interesting idea that got kind of thrown out with the baby in the bathwater.
1: Hmm. So, Paul, how would you implement Warlord in this
0: edition? Uh, I think there's a lot to take from fighters. It would probably be um, a D10 hit-die class with the one extra attack, you know, the usual fighting abilities. You'd get your fighting styles. You'd get your – Arm proficiency up to medium, going up to heavy, maybe at 6th level. But I think the important thing would be that you could spend your action to cause an ally within 20 or 30 feet or whatever to make an attack instantly. Okay. And this wouldn't stack with um extra attack. Oh. But it wouldn't even take their actions. You say, you're attacking them right now. And yeah. obviously there would be some abuses where you have like 16 warlords following a barbarian around and ordering them to do things. But at that point, just play a wizard. Like you can do better <laughs> things with a wizard. Uh Outside of that, I think that they would probably just have a sort of thing where if somebody – if you, whenever you provide an order, which is a sort of buff to a character, like you'd have yeah. a set of orders that you'd choose from a list, like much like the Battlemaster gets. Whenever you give an order, you could also heal them as one of your major class features, like a very small amount because they're not supposed to be a primary healer. But like, oh, you heal your charisma bonus. I have looked at time. a couple of
1: homebrew like warlord – versus- a couple of homebrew attempts at Warlord, and uh, I'm seeing a lot of temporary hit points thrown around for that, which is oh, yeah, actually an idea choice. I do like.
0: Yeah, I'd probably agree mm-hmm. with that too. Whenever somebody takes one of your orders or they follow in your orders, they get a whatever, charisma bonus plus half your level or something and temporary hit points, something like that.
2: Now, this might be something small, but I have a question for you. Shoot. Would you give them the option to take uh, – like animal handling as a proficiency or give them like land vehicles as like a tool or other proficiency. I think both. I, I mean, would. You, life would life. you would think because as soon as you guys started talking about warlord, I imagine somebody in you know full plate sitting on a horse
1: giving out orders. Yeah, to it's his the men. tactical genius yeah, three is three in of blood playing very loudly in the background. Oh yeah, you know.
0: Uh, even on top of that, I would say I'd go so far as to, and this is going to be a really hot take, so bear with me, Jake. I would go so far as to give them as like with their tenth level ability, leadership from mm. third edition. Mm.
1: I do love leadership. It's it's overpowered so, as time, I'm so, but I'm so glad it's not in fifth edition <laughs> because it has just made my life so much easier.
0: Hang on, I'm just going to bring in a second character sheet. I've got it ready. This is my character. He's two yeah, levels hey, lower than okay, my previous Okay, so yeah, character. so
1: now that I'm level six and I'm taking leadership, um, I have 18 other characters that are now under my control and they do exactly what I say because they're my followers. Um, I get 11 level ones, you know, like two level twos and a level five.
0: Yeah, yeah. your leadership cohort, is who's uh, kind of your sidekick, like, holy cow, Batman. You know, that kind of thing. You
3: get minions. Yeah.
1: You get pet NPCs. Yeah. Helen has low-key just given her self-leadership by just being like, hey, look at all these characters I made. They're part of my gang. And I'm like, well, you did all the work. I'm not going to take that away from you. Thanks. You
3: enabled me. Uh, So Uh
0: that's my take on the Warlord. I'm sure there's going to be contentious discussion about it. But I think the Warlord is a fun class archetype that isn't quite explored by the
1: Battlemaster. AJ Cunningham actually has a very interesting uh, addition to this conversation about Warlord. Um He says warlords could benefit quite a bit from having access to certain arcane abilities that have a more martial flavor, such as using haste to give party members extra attacks or being able to cast mage armor and the like. Aside from that, maybe their class features could focus more on party buffs rather than personal building. For example, every ally within 30 feet gets a plus one bonus to initiative at level three and things along those lines.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. That's actually a pretty good way to put it without unbalancing the game by throwing in 60 different variations of the same ability. Instead of having uh, this person gets another attack, you say – Okay, as long as I don't move too quickly or don't make any other actions, everyone has haste while I'm ordering them around.
2: Yeah, good on you, AJ. Excellent, yeah, good comment. choice. So, yeah, the, just just as you said, like along along the lines of the balance, like I had a train of thought and it just totally went off the rails. But I think that these these things right here—if you want the warlord in the game for the sole purpose of basically being the inspirer of the party and really helping the party out—oh, yeah. The, that yeah, would be awesome. Top general
1: sort of. So yeah. uh, I would play. I would play warlord. My, no so doubt. Just, just I my a ways. Warlord, yeah, just uh. My son. Um, <laughs> my just, son. <laughs> so just my bit on warlord and where it kind of already exists and how you can do one. Just a little bit. They're still very close. I would call them kissing cousins with the paladin.
0: Yes. Um, the yeah.
1: warlord. The warlord and the paladin. The only difference between a warlord and a paladin. Is the paladin
0: actually a beat stick rather than somebody who can occasionally just mix it up? Well,
1: that and the paladin is fueled by divinity. What makes the warlord interesting is the idea of a guy doing everything just in his own mortal power. Fueled by Mm -hmm.
2: honor. You know. Or or as AJ said, having access to some sort of arcane forces as well.
1: Well, the thing is they wouldn't be
0: arcane forces. They would be the equivalent of arcane forces just to avoid stacking issues.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, could,
2: but, it could go either way.
1: Obviously, you it'd could. be an interesting subclass. But as arcane, I was saying. Like
2: oh
0: yeah. Some sort of alternate war mage, basically. Yeah.
1: As I was saying. Oh, like, I would be so down with that. Um, they're basically the same thing. Like, I would literally, I would call a warlord or a, I'm sorry, I would call a paladin who doesn't have a, uh, you know. A god. A god, so to speak, or a divine force, which is something I want to talk about, but we'll get to that later. Uh, <laughs> I would call that a warlord. Yeah you know just a paladin without uh any religious background yeah they're just although that's been a very contentious powered huh? by ze- oh, yeah. uh,
0: zealous yeah. might alone indefatigable purpose yeah
3: uh, i was also going to say that uh warlords reminded me of sort of paladins who can have oaths of, of oaths of enmity
0: ah yeah vengeance. i'm
3: going to kill you until you're dead and then i'm going to move on to the next guy yeah. I oh, so I'll, uh, yeah. because you could maybe you know a warlord could maybe assign an
2: oath of enmity to uh, another. Nacho just ally. commented and said mildly psychic, perhaps. I Nacho, I though. thought I thought we were I thought we were better friends than that, man. Okay, <laughs> I, I know you saw idea. the psionics thing. You know, sort of. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure, just kidding. I'm sure I'm just some of you X well,
0: <laughs> XCOM. I mean, no, imagine instead of a sectoid, you've got a badass dude in a suit of armor with a hammer and a shield, mind merging with his allies to give them directions. Yeah. Okay, but aside from that. Final thoughts on Ward before we get to the gunslinger, which are yeah, good friend uh, his name?
1: Gary, Gary Howie commented. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, no, I I want to see. I definitely want to see that somehow get brought to the game, even if it's like it, it's. I'm actually a little shocked that Xanathars just didn't present it as an option for fighter. Perhaps Although they it considered
0: it too try. contentious because Fourth Edition had some real big haters. Like I got to tell them most well, people they have moved did, away. But from they've that really
1: now. everybody's really chilled on that. Um, <laughs>
0: Probably after seeing what Pathfinder got into a wizard shenanigans.
1: Yeah, I think a I think there's a st- still like a way you can make a warlord. I think uh, either a paladin or a fighter as a paladin or a fighter subclass it could exist. Um, but. But it wouldn't have the same benefits if you
2: actually included mechanical abilities. Long story short, it's
1: going to eventually like how it's going to turn out because it's charisma fueled, but it still needs to have high constitution and strength. So it's like a paladin in that regard.
2: Remember that
0: one of the options in fourth edition was you could play an intelligence based warlord too.
1: Yeah,
3: Hmm.
0: the tactical genius,
1: tactical
3: genius. Yeah, that was what that was what was. Shout out. Yeah, but
1: sorry, didn't mean to interrupt, Jake. But on on, you know on the other side, it's still got to have all the fighter stuff. So you know still strength and constitution, and it's going to. It still would kind of look like a Battle Master in a way, um, but I still really want to see it. I think it's that one because with fifth the edition, one that got away. It, well, with Fifth Edition, the way subclasses are set up, you can actually, and also a little bit of elbow grease on your own part, and just not going not rules as written. Um, <sighs> rules as written has their purpose. It's a, it's the best way
0: to not argue at cross purposes with each other when you are discussing rules. two different
1: rule sets. But. Um, you know, you can you know always modify stuff into other classes that have existed, but I'd like to see Warlord show up.
0: Yeah, when
1: Final Final Warlord. on Warlord? On Warlord?
2: You yeah, never played Warlord. Fourth Edition, but I did not play Fourth Edition. I I have to come clean on that. But man, this like just sitting and talking about this and all the the reading that I did when we said that we were gonna uh, bring a Warlord today, like. I'm disappointed that it's not there. I'm like I'm pumped. I want to play this class. It seems so cool. Being being that the character that I play on Wednesday as well in Jake's game yeah, is, it, is it. A it I mean, kind of. It, it very it, well, at it, least tactical has. No, try, tries to be at least. Yeah. I mean, yeah. sometimes it doesn't work yeah. out quite that way. But, I mean, my own anecdotal uh, input aside, yeah. no, I think that this is a super, super cool idea and I really wish that it was incorporated in 5e. Yeah, because yeah. I don't think it would be a game-breaking class.
1: No, probably not.
3: No, especially since I've sort of given myself leadership in the same game as yeah. Clint yeah. uh, as a fighter rogue warlock. So it's – yeah.
1: See, And you guys just act like I'm super mean to you guys all the time. No, it's because I well, don't know. realize how much I gave. haven't all of you. played in the game like oh.
0: me yet. <laughs> I want the Warlord. I've obviously made that clear. There's not really much else for me to say on it, that if it's not made, I'm eventually probably going to homebrew it in a fit of rage. All right. <laughs> uh, but let, let's get to the Gunslinger because we've sort of um, waffled. On yeah. the Warlock Reddit,
1: so yeah. we did do a review of Mr. Alex Bell's uh, homebrew. Oh, I think
0: no. I think it's quite. What was it? Is it episode four? Or? Um, I believe
1: so. We, we'll track it down and we'll post yeah. it. But we do. We did do a
2: review yeah. on a what episode is this nine? Yeah, that's nine. Then it had to have been. It had to have been either episode three or episode four because we had three episodes dedicated to class review.
0: It, it was not episode four, but uh, not episode three because that was the lost episode. <laughs> that was
2: the lost episode. So yes, it was episode four. So. Yeah. Anyway. That being
0: said, the Gunslinger, I think his Gunslinger is excellent. Obviously, it needs me taking a machete to it because I'm a relentless perfectionist. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of debate about whether or not guns should exist in a fantasy setting. There's a sort of medieval stasis argument. And Exalted, for example, which is a much different game from D&D, has fire wands instead, which instead of using gunpowder, they have fire spirits, fire
1: bullets for them. Yeah, there's a whole long discussion you can have about um – Gunslingers existing and all that and stuff. Uh, but the general idea of the class – I feel like it could be I, either a very major fighter rework mm-hmm. or its own class. Yeah. It – uh like, well, the grit mechanic, which is – Usually what is referred to as uh, – because I think Pathfinder as much as – you know we, Pathfinder did Grit, yes. Uh, as, that's uh, one as of the few as, good inventions on it. That's
3: yeah. actually, that's actually
2: so, what no, Gary – I'm insulting
1: Pizza, I'm sorry. Guys.
2: That's exactly what Gary said. Actually, he said uh, – when we said that we were going to cover it, he commented and said, sweet, thanks because I've played them in Pathfinder.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Pathfinder, I have a lot of problems with Pathfinder. Gunslinger is not one of those problems. I love Gunslinger in Pathfinder. Yeah. They,
1: they did a really good job on that. The Grit mechanic it's, is cool. and it, It's
0: admittedly bottom of tier four, but it's not a wizard in Caster Edition.
1: So what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, it's good as far as non caster classes go. So I could see, I could see gunslinger showing up as a fighter subclass one day. I mean, I I, I could see it.
2: Yeah. yeah, But I've also played a character in a one shot that used a long rifle in one of your one shots. That was Mm -hmm. an arcane archer. But yeah. instead of a bow, I used a gun. That's
1: because yeah. I've slowly started sprinkling guns in just to experiment with my own world. But As I'm sure Helen is aware,
0: though, the thing is, of course, is that eventually, while armor was not Im- immediately obsoleted by guns, eventually armor just stopped being particularly effective against guns. Right. So that's something you do have to be aware of when you're inventing a game is plate armor is going to exist for about another 100 years and it's going to be completely useless.
3: Well, but there's magic
0: armor. It's true. Magic solves a lot of problems. Magic yeah. does. Yeah. I, I so, hate so, to say, ooh, a wizard did it as your main solution for. When but in
2: some, doubt, blame the wizard. A wizard
3: does do. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know. I... And also, this isn't like medieval fantasy where straight Fun fact, I'm not joking. You apparently during the siege of I don't want to say it was Melun. I think it was siege of Tours. Uh, an English gunman was sent to go do penance because he managed to fire off three shots from his cannon in a day, which was considered to be uh, evidence of his being in league with the devil. So, uh, actually aiming, uh, if you're trying to be all well, historically accurate. Now,
0: what's the, the name of that? Um, thing, so. It's the Battle of Hastings that the French got butchered by longbowmen, right? That's Agincourt. Yeah. That's my favorite. Yes. And that's because they got
3: stuck in between some trees and their crossbowmen abandoned them. And it was because uh, also, a lot didn't of didn't within
1: the French. didn't rule. they charge without right, orders or something like
0: that? Yeah, guys. <laughs> but mo- moving we've on,
1: we've gone too far on that. Don't so, don't. gunslingers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could do a whole podcast about Well, it. gunslingers will exciting. show up eventually. They're good.
0: Um, the homebrew that we linked is a good example of them. You yeah, do we'll, need res-
1: to... we'll reshare it at the end of the episode. Yeah, I'm
0: sure he's made some edits from the suggestions we've made, obviously, because some of them are like, "When does this bonus end?" Yeah, uh, you forgot to put, put this ends after. But a no, or but something. it's it's a
1: good solid framework, yeah. and I'm. It's certainly. I wouldn't say it's unbalanced. So, we're going to get to what I want to see show up. By all means, go on. See... The summoner class. Orewa mm. stando. Mm.
2: <laughs> I'm actually going to go grab some water real quick while you guys debate yeah, go for that it. real quick. All
1: right,
0: can't blame I'm you. you, if you he's not pray. played Pathfinder yeah. third edition, so he's got little in- experience. He's played fifth edition, blessed fifth edition, where we don't have to deal with wizards playing Pokemon.
1: He's one of those. You, no, no, Clint, son is
3: pear, Don't
1: worry. Well, yeah, no. That well, he's just one of those kids who doesn't realize how bad it was in the 40s. He's like, was polio really that bad? Yes, it was that bad. Okay, you're, you're growing <laughs> but, up in a beautiful time. So, <laughs> Summoner. So summoner. what's your
0: inspiration? First of all, Pathfinder did a summoner, and it's really overpowered. But then again, <laughs> it's not quite as good as a wizard because it's only tier two. Wizard, really cleric, and druid. But Synthesis yeah. summoner, when you really want to be a monster, is um, don't don't
1: let your players play it. So I well, I here's here's what I find um, because there are definitely people who. When we look at other, you know, sources that you know you could definitely link in the world of D D nerdy stuff, such as World of Warcraft, uh, Diablo, things of that nature, there are a lot of people who really enjoy playing a character that directly controls other smaller characters, right? You know, not necessarily the warlord being like, "Listen to me, do everything I say," and War, we might make it out alive.
3: Having pet NPCs, Jake was like, "Yeah, you can have a gang thief," and I was like, "Yes."
1: Yeah. No. Um. I'm talking like. <laughs> You summon a monster a la Yuna from Final Fantasy or other people like that. Like I'm thinking Witch Doctor from Diablo 3, a couple of things like that. Um,
0: we covered Necromancer from Diablo 2 earlier. Yeah. so
1: um, Where I think it's a really good addition to the game, it – A, if you just made Summoner a wizard subclass, Congratulations. You can now play D&D by yourself. You don't need to have any of your friends show up because if you can just summon a big old monster to do everything for you while you uh, this was, are doing wizardy things, uh, you don't need to play the damn game with anybody else. As somebody, has a one-man a wrecking a
0: Very long checklist of things wrong in third edition. The summon monster spells being easily available is one of them where, oh, we have a rogue. Uh, I'll just summon a dog and they can run to the traps for us. Boom. Trap sprung. Problem solved.
1: Yeah. So... When it comes to the Summoner in 5th edition, um, there have are – to be very
0: careful with pets, I got to tell you. Yes.
1: Well, so here's the way I would implement it. Um, I actually – it's very convenient that we covered Artificer today because – Because they do have their Golem pet. Yeah. Yeah. That is almost the way I would do it. They would have a bit more magic. I wouldn't say they'd get anything past 5th level.
0: I go to sixth level, which is what Pathfinder did for all their problems. That's one of the very well designed. Oh, it's not well designed. I should say it's mm-hmm. it's a fun class, and I enjoy it.
1: So if we're gonna go, if we're choices. gonna go top this is to a bottom, game. fun is important. Yes, yeah. If we're gonna go top to bottom on how I would you know design summoner, so to speak, and what I think it adds to the game, um, they'd probably get a healthy amount of skills like Artificer does. About three skills from a okay, cool. a decent
0: skill list, probably including perception and some other mediocre skills. As
1: they go case. to Sixth level in terms of spells. And starting at second level, they would get a a scalable, you know, a growing... Uh, Your Pokemon. Summon, yeah, pretty much. You are just playing with one giant Pokemon, maybe two. The one you when level ground
0: into yeah. level 30 in those bushes outside of Cerulean.
1: Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, it is... You know, so a lot of people look at Ranger Beastmaster and just go, "Lol, useless." But
0: the thing is, of course, the problem is that you pro-
1: Ranger Beastmaster so Ranger Beastmaster is really cool if the monster that you're controlling is actually like Dope. really
0: good, and you yeah. don't have to spend your action to make it take its actions. Yes,
1: but as a summoner, I can actually see that as effective, and then you can add certain sprinkle certain things in, like say at uh, seventh level, instead of a Instead of it being a full action – no, we'll put it at fifth level. Um, instead of a full action to command your uh, big old summon buddy to go do something cool, uh, you know, it becomes a bonus action.
0: My, my suggestion, of course, would be um, unless directed otherwise, the summon is just going to immediately charge at the closest thing and continue attacking it. Yeah. You have to command it to do anything other than attack the closest enemy.
1: Um, what that adds is – and then you can give it a – you can give the summoner a spell list that is full of support-style things. Yeah. Um, what I think it's cool as an idea is it really allows you to dive into this fluff of designing a unique summon.
0: Like Reader Pulsa, if you will.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can spend time on how you know this bond works. It can be almost like if summoner was to show up the way I'm describing it, it almost damn near be a warlock thing. Just in terms of how warlock spells already kind of work in a way. of the chain. Uh, a little bit, but back to the chain, like, but hardcore. Back like to the that. chain, yeah. but for the that guy chain, who that chain out. got a lot thicker.
3: <laughs> okay, that chain for like is like a Tyranitar. Yeah, too. it's Shout thick. Out to Pokemon listeners, yeah,
0: it's, yeah. Thick. it's like instead of having an imp, you've got a tyrannosaurus rex. Yeah,
1: and no,
2: what, I, what I, if, I I'm sorry. Go ahead. go ahead. No, well, what I was gonna say is, having somebody who has a decent background in the Elder Scrolls game. When I think of a summoner, I my number one go to when I was making a conjuration mage was bound weapons. What, what would, you, what would you do as far as that? Like, would you just give them spiri- spiritual weapon as a spell choice? So- or would you allow them to summon a weapon from the void and actually use it themselves?
0: Yeah,
2: like, pa- like Pact yeah, of the Blade. Yeah, Pact the Blade. But, I mean, Pact of the Blade just fall, takes no. takes a weapon and puts it into an extra-dimensional space.
3: Oh, you mean, like, you could summon any I mean, not like,
2: not you could just a- summon a-, a sword or you could summon a battle axe or a bow. My suggestion, of course, would be that um, instead
3: of
0: having inst- Pokemon, while okay. you don't have your Pokemon out, you could instead choose to summon, as a, as a full action, you could summon yourself a set of medium armor and a weapon of your choice that you'd be proficient in.
3: I feel like having an and it would have. I would be okay like, and, with that. You know, like a storage box full of Pokemon is a little wild.
0: Yeah. It'd also be like plus one when you're fifth level or fourth level, or whatever, and plus two when you're eighth level, and plus three when you're twelfth level or something like that. And so you could say, Makes okay, sense. I don't have my Pokemon. I'm going to put on my suit of armor, which is magic and glowing, and I'm going to pull out my hammer and I'm beat you with it.
1: Okay. Ultimately, though, when it comes to Summoner where I think it should belong in the game, it just – it fits right outside of what all the classes do. The established paradigm, if you yeah. will. Fits right outside of all that neatly. It adds something unique and kind of cool. And I, I'd like to see it show up at some point because I have had a lot of players bring me homebrew Summoners. Again, the hardest part of making a Summoner class is that balance is difficult. The
0: thing is, once you break the action economy, it stays broken. The problem that 3rd edition and a lot of games have had is, oops, I accidentally let this character take six actions in one turn. My bad.
1: Yeah. Um. If you can figure out a way to... If they can figure out a way to do it, though, I'd love to see Summoner show up. Final thoughts, Summoner. Uh, Clint, you first.
2: I think that it's a... That it's an extremely cool concept. Uh, but just like you said... Balancing this class and having it work in five E with the classes that are already there in arguably the most balanced edition of D D.
0: Yeah, I mean second is just pretty bad
2: too, but it would be hot p- take, sorry. It would be pretty hard to incorporate yeah. summoner balance wise in an already pretty balanced game. But
0: the, the, most I- balanced edition the idea
2: of being able to have the choice between armor and a weapon or a big Pokemon type deal where they just Attack the closest thing to it. Summon I summon you. That that's Tyrannosaurus a super Rex. Eat cool
1: him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Super cool idea. Yeah. yeah,
1: I would be on board, Paul. Because you summoner, did say you have some contentious thoughts.
0: Summoner is something you have to be very, very,
1: very careful careful with,
0: because again, one of the biggest problems in third edition was I can summon things to do things other par- or other party members would otherwise do. So you have to be extremely careful that your uh, your minion or whatever. Can't just be a better fighter because that was a problem. Thurgeon is fool, my animal companion is better than entire classes.
2: <laughs> yeah, Nacho actually said mummy rotten minions are the greatest things in life. Yeah. Having minions is
0: excellent, it's an excellent <laughs> choice. But well, I at some degree I hate to say this, but I almost don't want to see summoner because the chances that summoner is going to be horribly overpowered are so high that I think it may not be worth the risk.
1: I've got a lot of faith in the current fifth edition team because yeah, they haven't.
0: They haven't messed up they severely
1: Yeah, they haven't like really dropped the ball with anything. They haven't well, dropped
0: like initiative seven veils or whatever. So. Mm-hmm.
2: Jake, we know your description. We know where you stand on it. What's your final thoughts?
1: I would just like to see it in the game personally. I think it's the one – one of the few things that you can't really just – Fluff Shoot. into another class. Yeah, you can't fluff into another class or just kind of you know turn into your own way. For example, like – I miss the old shaman stuff, but at the same time, a lot it's of that shaman fluff, yeah, could, just could be cleric or druid. Or
2: as we were talking about with the warlord, it could be a cleric or a paladin, just kind of yeah. fluff around. With
1: summoner, yeah, with summoner, there isn't really a way to do it unless it's strictly built from the ground up.
2: The
0: only yeah. pet class is a subclass of ranger, and ranger is one of the worst core book classes.
1: Uh, yeah, so finding a way to master is the worst yeah, of those classes. Finding a way, finding a way to make it good, but without not so good that everyone's just like, well. We're going home. You've got this. Yeah. What's that? Um, that
0: Michael and Webskit uh BMX bandit and angel summoner, or I could just summon a legion of angels.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> so, uh, we'd like to thank everybody for tuning in today. If you're enjoying what you're watching, please give us a like and a share. If you want to listen to our other episodes, uh, you can find us on SoundCloud under the Three DMS Podcast. Uh, please give us a like and share here on Facebook. Just on the 3DMS note podcast. I'm sorry. Just on the note of what Jake said, uh, I've been keeping
2: an eye on this the whole time. The lowest, uh, once we really got going with the episode, the lowest we had was like 39 concurrent viewers. Thank you for watching us, guys. Before the episode has even ended, I believe that this is the best viewership we've had before the episode's ends, We're already at 2.2 thousand. So thank you guys so much. That is incredible. It's an amazing feeling to be a part of something that we're – Actually, you know
1: It's working, guys. Yeah, it's
2: it's working. You guys are interested in what we're doing and I love it and so, thank you guys for
1: We're gonna throw out a couple of in. things here really quick because we've got a bunch of stuff coming up. Uh next week we're gonna be talking about Star Wars, spoiler free and uh some that Star might Wars I promise. Some no secret secret hot take.
0: Everyone is Jojo Banks.
1: I'm guys, it, it, guys might, it might be hard to make a, that episode because I don't know if I can do it spoiler, spoiler the free. No, we're <laughs> okay. gonna let's get, oh, get a thought so in order good. here, guys.
3: Real quick, if I'm not on the podcast next week, it's because I've uh, driven to California to burn down uh, Burbank Studios. Because if there is not a scene of Luke and Leia together, then I don't know what I'm gonna do. Claire is
0: dead. That may be
2: tricky. Shut up. So. They they if the they God hadn't already thought hey hey so. hey wait 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 the, okay the guys. Hunger Game series had entire uh, basically an entire movie of Philip Seymour Hoffman CGI they can make a Luke and Leia scene with CGI I don't okay. care let's, all let's, right okay
1: well, let's get back on topic <laughs> you guys this is a anyway TV yeah podcast, let's get back to D so we're gonna talk about we got Star the five minute warning boys Yes, yeah, Star Wars related homebrew and other things that are particular to the game, game that we, yeah, yeah. Th- things that we can get you know from Star Wars and add them to our D quality of life yeah um, well,
0: I'd say more like a NPC, bad cleric build. He's not very also, good. He got, got a bunch of, by an untrained novice. Yeah, so.
1: Also, we've got a bunch of news coming up in terms of how we're going to keep this show funded. It isn't free to do. It isn't super expensive, but we've got a Patreon coming out very soon. We're launching our website this week. I know I've said launching the website this week like three times now, but this time it's for real. Um, it's like Terminator 2. We shall see. Not have faith, happen. but... Um, we're launching our website. We're going to get the Patreon up and running, and we're also hoping to do a holiday review, basically, for things you might want to buy as a and d player. We're going to go over the books briefly. We're going to talk about Star Wars. We've got a really fun episode planned next week.
2: Are we going to include the core books there, or are we just going to do core supplemental books, stuff? Uh, you should probably
0: something. already have the core carb- uh, Okay. Well, I core mean, not, not necessarily.
2: Yeah. That's, why I'm, that's why I'm asking as far as, like, reviews. I mean, we've already talked about the yeah. mechanics of the
1: game. But I mean,
0: to be honest, all the core books, at the very least, your players should really buy their own copy of the core books. So you should suggest that as a gift for them, but... <laughs>
1: Yeah, just have the player's handbook. But we're going to talk about that next week. But um, in final thoughts for this week, as mm-hmm. we didn't even have time to do our class postmortem, so uh, the yeah. bell is back. Where where is my it's beloved right bell? Where's the bell? Oh God! Oh God. Christ! It's been thrust upon you one more time, buddy. We have three minutes. Okay, let's do this. We skip. have nine yeah, classes. Barbarian, go! Conan the Barbarian,
0: beat people hard. All right. How do you feel about bards, Paul? Uh, there's a lot of problems with bards. On the other hand, they're a lot of fun, and they're a very good toolkit class. They're fun for experienced players. Clerics, go. Down from their horribly overpowered broken state in 3rd edition, clerics are now merely good, but unfortunately their buffs are all, unfortunately, too unstackable, which makes them difficult to use properly without serious experience.
3: Druid,
0: go! <laughs> Moon Druid is probably, Moon Circle Druid is probably the most powerful class in 5th edition just because Wild Shape is incredibly powerful. And they're good spellcasters, too, obviously. Who knows what's next? Anybody? Uh, Anybody? Fighter, I think? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, fighter, go. Fighter is no longer the bottom of tier five. The fighting man. We Okay, we could probably use more Hercules and Coo Clane in this rather than just, um, I want to play a fighting man, but it yes, is fun. now actually a viable class. I love to punch. All right. Uh, that brings up Monk. Go. No longer the joke of classes. Monk is actually useful for punching people now, and it's a a fun class. Uh, It's not very good past about 10th level, but until then, if you want to play a Jackie Chan movie, Monk is for you. I'm calling the century
1: Ranger. Fall from grace. Go.
0: Ranger is like the guy in high school who's wearing a Leatherman jacket and continues wearing it to his late 20s where he used to be cool. He's quite good until about 15th level. I feel attacked. I
2: wore a leather jacket to the studio. (laughs) Rogue, go. Rogue
0: is excellent. There's really nothing to say about it. Rogue is the best of all classes as always. I mean, obviously there class classes more powerful, but Rogue is the most flexibility as far as options and uh, fluff goes. I forgot about Paladins. Go. You're Paladins kidding. are no longer as restrained as they used to
2: be. How dare you forget Paladins? You said, and I quote, I play them professionally. I do play them
0: professionally. <laughs> Paladins are excellent.
2: They're fantastic beat sticks. Uh, they have great fluff.
1: Um, all right. What's left? Uh, Well, we got all the sorcerer, uh, warlock. Yeah, so sork, go. Wizards that
0: aren't entirely incompetent at social skills and have useful abilities. Wizards. (sighs) My least favorite class, but quite powerful, has a lot of utility, and has the most subclasses of any class. It's an excellent class for an experienced player. And warlock. Uh, Probably the best caster for anybody who's not an experienced player to play. Just like if you if you only played for like a year or something, I'd recommend Warlock. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of stuff you can do with it. And overall, uh, you've got an Eldritch being holding your chain. Eldritch
3: see, blast is the only thing you should have.
1: Said. See, that wasn't too stressful. Oh yeah, Eldritch blast skills with character level and class level. Just take one level Warlock. It never hurts. That was not too stressful this time. Okay, no more bell. We are done with the bell. All right, guys. Can't believe we did that in three minutes. Yep. So that's our show for the day. Thanks yeah. to everybody for tuning in. Uh, if you liked what you heard, give us a like, give us a share on Facebook. We love you. And uh, you know.
0: Thank you for tuning in to us, guys. We appreciate it. We got a website yep.
1: coming out. We got a Patreon coming out. We're going to be doing a whole bunch of neat stuff. Got YouTube launch. And basically, it's going to be a real busy week once we get done with finals. Uh, nobody okay. gets any sleep ever. And like
2: Jake said, uh, share the video, share it with your friends, tell your friends about us. And on top of that, if you can't watch it live or you just want to listen to the audio because that can be more convenient sometimes, we are on SoundCloud.
3: Send us your hot takes.
2: Yeah.
1: I, we I, want I have to hear from you.
0: I have many opinions. Most of them are wrong. Please correct me. <laughs>
1: All right, guys. Um, That was three DMs podcast. I'm Jake. I'm,
0: I'm I'm Paul, and I'm Clint. Until next week. Roll roll on. on. Roll on. Oh
1: no! It isn't working. Everybody, panic! Panic! Panic!
3: Panic.
1: Uh, Do you you see the trackpad
3: bro? I ain't got time for that. Fear not, fear ranger, ranger, barbarian, barbarian,
1: magician, beef,
0: cavalier, cavalier, and, 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 What's and, 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 The and,